Today on Erotic Awakening, novices and newbies. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. I didn't know you were already recording when you did that. <laughs> Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. It's the holiday season. Yeah, it is a season. <laughs> it is indeed. Do you know that a lot of people, as they approach the lifestyle and they're getting in, getting started in this for the first time, might be a little nervous about it? I can imagine that. Might have a little trepidation. Yeah, I can see that too. Today's show is an interview with someone that runs a, a very large group that deals with novices and newbies and the questions that they have as they get started in the lifestyle. Excellent. So I know we actually had some questions. If we think far, far back into the past, <laughs> not telling my age, but anyway, you know, I can remember those um, those fears. And I can remember that, that first event that we went to sitting in the uh, parking lot, watching the people who went in, trying to get up the courage to go in all by mm-hmm. ourselves. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of a lot of questions that people have as we've uh, as we've mentioned on other shows. You know, that people, what do I wear, and what kind of people will be there? What's expected of me? How do I treat other people? You know, am I missing out on some protocol? What if I say the wrong thing? So today, our discussion about novices and newbies will be helpful for people that have those kind of questions. Absolutely. And it'll be helpful for us, too. We've got a new slave in the house, and she's got these questions as well. So, you know, good stuff for us to remember. Very true. Very true. Now, before we get into that, though, I do want to mention our iTunes ratings. Have you noticed our iTunes ratings? I have not noticed our iTunes ratings. They're not bad, are they? No, they're not bad. (laughs) But they're not good, either. As a matter of fact, they don't exist. Um, If you go into iTunes, there's a way that you could rate the different podcasts that you listen to. And no one has rated our podcast one way or the other. Ooh, Well, it's good to know that you can do that. I don't think about doing that with other pod shows I listen to. So, and I'm, and I'm a little leery to say, hey, people, go go rate the podcast, because what if they rate it badly? Ooh, I mean, yeah. No news is better than... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no news is good news. <laughs> but actually, I, I, I think we would like some news. Mm-hmm. If you're listening and you are of a mind to so head over to iTunes and click on Rate the Podcast... And uh, tell people what you think about it. Tell people what they can expect if they were to listen to this podcast. So, and anybody that's listened to the podcast knows that we love feedback. So, you know, if you've got suggestions or anything like that, we take all of that into consideration with how we design the show. So, anything helps. Everything helps. We mentioned uh, right at the beginning of the show today that Christmas is coming up. It's right around the corner. I haven't even started shopping yet. (laughs) Well, then you'll like this contest. I hope so. (laughs) Our podcast, we are giving away a corset. 
and we're calling it a corset for Christmas contest. Sweet. And maybe you would like to win the corset so you could give it to a loved one so they can dress pretty. Or maybe you would like to win the corset so you could give it to your slut so she can dress sluttily. Mm-hmm. Or win the corset so that you can wear it yourself. <laughs> that would be my idea. <laughs> Christmas what Christmas? It's my corset. Exactly. So to get this corset and to get into the contest, pretty easy. Uh, very simply, all we ask you to do, of course, what we want to do with the podcast is... For it to grow. For it to grow. For people to know it's out there. It's people to know it's available. Mm-hmm. If they're interested in this kind of stuff, that they have a resource that they can listen to and learn more about the variety of lifestyles that we cover. Right. So for the podcast to grow, we put together the Corset for Christmas contest, and it works like this. All we ask is that you tell somebody about the podcast. Now, one of the ways that we prefer is if you Twitter about it, and there's specific instructions on how to Twitter about it on the website so that you'll be entered into the contest. But Mm -hmm. if you Twitter about it, and that'll let other people know that we're out there. Right. You may not have a Twitter account, and if you don't have a Twitter account, that's fine. Again, the goal is to get the word out. So if you would rather just post something to a message board, and we're not saying go spam people, but yeah. you know, just mention, hey, I heard about this podcast, or maybe just verbally tell someone while you're sitting around, say, hey, I've listened to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Anything that you want to do that you're comfortable with doing that lets somebody else know that it's out there and you're in the contest. Sounds simple to me. So if you do it by Twitter, we can keep track of that. If you do it by any other method, just send us an email or a contact form and let us know that you got the word out. And on December 8th, we'll take all those people that have responded and said, hey, I shared the word, put you all together into a hat, draw a name at random, Mm -hmm. and send out a corset to one lucky listener right in time for Christmas. So, see, I love that idea. And these corsets, we're actually going to have a picture of one up on the website. So we have a couple, and they range in size from 32 to 36. So you'll be able to choose which size you want in that range. And we've got some pretty colors available, so we'll have that listed too. And they're steel-boned, and they're absolutely beautiful. So that's that, giving away a corset. Mm -hmm. Now, people, once they've told somebody about the podcast, if they're not using Twitter to get a hold of us, how could they do that? Well, they can do it by email. So, And we are found at eroticawakening at bluecatservices.org. Or maybe, maybe easier, just use the contact form on the website. bluecatservices.org. Or call the voicemail. 206-309-0054. Or go out to our FedLife. Where we are found under the group Erotic Awakening. And of course that Twitter account that we've been mentioning is Dan and Dawn. When we first got started in the lifestyle, we started off by sharing a little pornography with each other. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And the reason that worked out well for us is because you and I had similar taste in erotic art. Right. Well, which we I will, found erotic. I will call it porn from here on out. Okay. And you people at home, <laughs> label it any way you want. Pictures of people doing things. Yes. And you and I had very similar taste in pictures. And our pictures that we were sharing with each other, with each other, mm-hmm. were people bound up, being spanked, being flogged. Having their hair pulled. 
being made to kneel, <laughs> tied to different pieces of furniture, and used. <laughs> All kinds of good stuff like that. Although now that now that we're talking about it, I do recall some of the pictures that you had. You had a lot of double penetration pictures. Yeah, I did. <laughs> not so much for me. I'm not so much of a fan of being double penetrated. No. <laughs> Even single penetrated would probably be a little pushing it for me today. 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 <laughs> That could be another contest in the future. <laughs> no. But we'll, we'll worry about that another day. But that's allowed us to at least share with one other person mm -hmm. that we had this thought or this desire or this interest in something that was a little bit unusual, something a little bit kinky. And something that a lot of people find weird and don't understand it. We're very fortunate that here in central Ohio, there's a good number of groups devoted to a variety of different kinks. And one of the big groups around here is pretty open to any kind of kink whatsoever. If you're into an alternative sexuality, you're pretty welcome in this group. And we also have some specific groups. If you're, you lean more towards a leather fetish or you lean more towards... A spanking fetish or I think there might still be a group for the tickling fetish. Then there's specific groups around here for you for that. And as a mm -hmm. matter of fact... Again, Central Ohio, if you hop in your car and you're willing to drive, say, two hours, there's a good 10 to 12 groups that you can participate in. At least. But going to that group for the first time, introducing yourself into that situation can be a really scary, tricky sort of thing. It was for us. Now, I had mentioned to you not long ago that I just did come across what one of the groups are doing in our area, and maybe other groups do this too. The, um, the group has introduced a buddy system. Oh, nice. And what that is, is if you say, hey, I'm new to the, new to the lifestyle, mm -hmm. never been to anything, don't know anybody, mm -hmm. they will provide you a buddy. Somebody to go to that first munch or that first event with you. I like that. Somebody who can answer your questions before you get there and, mm -hmm. and not give you that, you know, that feeling that you're just going alone. Right. And, you know, sometimes that's needed. I know we've had a, a podcast listen, listener that we found was actually close by. So, and you know, we'd love to be her buddy if she wanted to go to a munch first time. I actually had uh, someone IM me yesterday, and they were like, well, how do I get to know people? And I'm like, have you been to a munch, which is just a social gathering? And they had not, and come to find out they were scared to go. So it'd be awesome to have a buddy. And we mentioned, you know, those munches, which are just the social gatherings that support these groups. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these groups do have dungeon parties and fetish events and things where you can interact with people in an intimate and sexual way. But most of the groups also have munches to support those. And these are in, um, sometimes they're in bars, sometimes they're in restaurants. So, and you know, they change it up sometimes and people just meet, they're wearing normal clothes. You can't even tell them from anybody else and usually talking about normal topics. I seem to recall we did a show on munches way back and I think it's like episode number two we talked about the group Grail in oh, Grand yes. Rapids. Right. And we talked then some right. about munches. So if you're interested in what these munches are and want to get more information, you can jump mm -hmm. back to that. Like I said, I think it's episode two if you want to climb that far back into the history of the podcast. <laughs> it can be a little difficult. For one, is the, the how do I do it? Two, why do I want to do it? Three, are there really people out there like me? 
You know, there's a lot of questions to answer. It's not just the hows. It's also the the whys and, you know, who am I to feel like this? I mean, shoot, the first time I showed you my first bruise, that was very difficult. You know, who in the world likes to be bruised in a consensual manner? Right, right. <laughs> you know? So, and, and that was very scary for me to show you that, that first trophy that I had from my first paddling. So, and it was awesome to, you know, have your reaction. So, you know, it's, it's, yeah. It really helps when you can share that with someone else and they respond in a positive manner. Mm -hmm. And we, we've talked about that before when we talk about, uh, well, specifically when we do our, our slutty sex presentation. Right. That having a partner that can give you some feedback and, you know, when you say, oh, I want to try this new thing, I want to be involved in this this thing that's, other people will consider very dirty and naughty and, and <laughs> kinky to have that person respond by saying, wow, that turns me on too, or, hey, I get into that as well. You know, one of the most powerful things about going and, you know, getting involved in these groups is the fact that other people are responding likewise. Right. That was paramount to us being able to move forward was finding other people that were interested in what we were interested in. You know, not just the kink, but also our DS life. You know, we found people that were interested in that. I can't imagine sitting here by myself with all these interests and wanting to experience things and not knowing how to find people to do it with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So fortunately today, we're going to be listening to someone who leads a novices and newbie group. They're going to fill us in on all kinds of good stuff on how to get started, where to go to get your feet dipped in the water, <laughs> and what to wear when you go to that dungeon party. Fabulous. Today on Erotic Awakenings, Novices and Newbies. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> We're here today with Adea. Hello. Uh, and it was really easy to decide to bring you onto the podcast, Adea, because one of the groups that you moderate on FetLife is Novices and Newbies, and man, there's just so much activity there. Oh, I know. I, I started uh, two groups myself, and I wish that someday they would have like a tenth of the activity as, as on Novices and Newbies. What do you think that is? Is there something going on where we have just a ton of new people joining the lifestyle right now? Gosh, I don't know. Maybe you should ask somebody who hasn't who's been in the new uh, who's been in the lifestyle longer than uh, two years, which is approximately how long I've been there. Um, still feeling much like a novice and a newbie myself. What I have heard from a lot of people who've been in the lifestyle for quite a while is that with the just blooming popularity of the Internet and now it's so available and so many people have it, you know, it becomes a lot easier to start asking and talking about these things, getting involved in the lifestyle. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of it. Okay. Now, when you say you've only been in the lifestyle for about two years, does that include, I, I think if I remember correctly, you started off as a swinger. That's right. That's right. Um, late, late, late 2006, I started off as a swinger. And it kind of went, to me, to me, swinging was so different from everything else that I've discovered since poly and since BDSM. So I don't necessarily count that as the same. The swinging lifestyle to me felt like vanilla with a twist, maybe like French vanilla, 
Whereas when I've talked to people about becoming poly and about becoming kinky, the only thing that I can compare it to is my childhood when I became a born-again Christian. And I became a born-again Christian when I was 16 years old. And um, I learned to see the world through entirely different focus, entirely different filter. And that's what poly and kink feel like to me now. I'm a born-again kinky. <laughs> I like how you put that together, though. It's a it's a uh, a filter that you look through now, so it kind of flavors yes. everything. And it is a brand new experience, I suppose, when you come into, and especially yourself. I mean, you're, if I understand correctly, you're a single female mm-hmm. lifestyle, or at least at the beginning, you're a single female, and and there's there, there's just not a lot of resources out there to help us single females. I mean, it seems to me, whenever somebody posts. I'm new and I'm a girl to these vet life groups or any of the other groups. Mm-hmm. A lot of people offer, air quotes, help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big air quotes there. Um, it's, I, and I, I should point out that I am Polly and I have two wonderful partners, um, a few other people that are just incredibly important in my life in a romantic way. And I had one of my sweeties tell me the other day, he's like, well, you're not single. And I still I still qualify myself as single because I feel I would like to have a primary partnership. I would like to have uh, somebody that I'm building a life with, and that's not something I'm currently involved in in any of my partnerships. So I say I'm single. You all can take that for what you think of single as being. And, yeah, coming into the lifestyle, I mean, when people try to warn me, like I recently got warned about not putting my bare-breasted pictures on FetLife, and I was just like, honey, when I started this, I was a single female swinger. Bring on the crazies. I can handle them. (laughs) (sighs) So... Pictures are great to have on your profile at FetLife. <laughs> we have so much fun doing that. Yeah. <laughs> How do you? So, what do you tell somebody who's new to the lifestyle? I mean, um, and we've got you know plenty of, of people in in our local community as well um, that they're both males and females. They're new to the lifestyle. They find something like FetLife. They find like a local the mailing list for the local groups, and on one hand, you want to reach out and make contact with people, but on the other hand, as soon as you say, hi, I'm new here, can anybody show me a good time? (laughs) I wouldn't suggest doing that. (laughs) What what would you suggest to them, though? Well, okay. To me, what makes the most sense is particularly when you're just starting to get involved, go to group meetings. Go find your local munch, find your local slush if you are comfortable around alcohol. Um, Find your local TNG chapter if you're a younger person. Um, Going out in groups of people, groups that are established, groups that have some time in the community, and you will be around people um, that are there because they like being around new people and because they're established in the community. 
the one thing that has been just proven in my own experience over and over and over again is I like to be involved with people who are involved in the community. You know, it just seems like when you have a community like you have, I don't know if you guys have the same kind of community that we have in Chicago, but it's it's so vibrant and there's so many ways to get involved. You can get involved doing so many different things and finding something that appeals to your interests as they are in kink um, is very easy. And if you get involved in a group of people, you know, that has both the safe aspect of it because you're out in public and you're meeting with a group. And it also has the fun aspect because if this isn't fun, there's, there's no point in it. Well, absolutely true. Do you find people have, do we focus too much on safety that we're hurting people's ability to have fun, do you think? I mean, you know, as soon as somebody says, oh, I met someone online, yeah, everyone responds by saying, oh, safe word, mm-hmm. safe call, uh, make sure they come out to the community, don't trust them, all men are pigs. <laughs> That's not true. It's mostly true, but it's not all true. Um, <laughs> well, I have a, uh, a young, new-to-the-lifestyle slave, and that's I told her, all men are pigs. Not that's, all that's not men. Yeah, but <laughs> there's a lot of them. Dan, are you a pig? Are you telling us you're a pig? I'm editing this part out. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. I'm I'm not saying. I'm just saying. But do you think we focus too much on safety and not so much on here's what you do to go have fun? Well, okay, my response to that is there is never something as there there's no such thing as too much focus on safety. And I know that that's not exactly correct, but when a lot of people when they're new and they're just getting involved in everything so exciting and it hits your blood like a drug and you're just going 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 um and it it can be really hard because I've seen this a lot, trying to pull people back and being like, hey, whoa, put a condom on that thing, seriously. Um, but my two number one rules when talking to anybody who's considering being new, number one, be safe. And number two, be bold. You know, it was hard for me. What was hard for me is coming back um, to... Chicago as a person I had I had moved away briefly and then I came back to Chicago and when I came back I had to recreate my life when I left Chicago originally I I quit my job and I moved away and I came back without a job and no place to live and um, I had all of these new interests in polyamory and kink and I had nobody to go with and I was just like well what am I going to do because all of my other friends were vanilla and nobody was going to go with me to any of these things, but they were public places. I knew how to get there. I knew how to get out. And it, if you're going to do it, do it. Be bold. Don't be shy. Don't be. Don't wait in the corners for somebody to notice you or go with you. Makes sense to me. So I like all of that. So and and slaves. Tend, when they first get in, they tend to have this thing called slave crave. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it can get you in a little bit of trouble. So I know safe calls all the time, but I like the whole idea of being bold. 
Yeah, and I mean, stuff like a safe call, stuff like um, uh, meeting in a public place or meeting at a group, you know, going to your munches and your sloshes and your whatnots, or even book clubs. We have a kinky book club and a poly book club in Chicago. And, you know, going out there, I forgot my point. I totally forgot my point. Flashes. Flashes and munches. I've said that before. I don't remember what I was going for. Um, can I ask, uh, what is slave craze? Um, that is where, like, uh, new submissives come in, mm-hmm. and they get a taste of being a submissive, mm-hmm. and it becomes such a drive that they're willing to do anything to get that taste again. Yeah. So they become a little um, unsafe. You know, they start meeting people online because that person says they're a dom, and, you know, they just want to – it's like a drug, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, And we just nicknamed it Slave Crave. Mm-hmm. So that's how we kind of presented to us. Yeah, that it, and it sounds lovely. It's almost uh, NRE for kink. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm looking at some of the topics from novices and newbies, and let me just roll through some of these topic names. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, there's a couple threads on what should I wear. What do I wear to the dungeon? Okay, now that's a very important thing, and a lot of people don't know it. Okay. Okay. Um, when I was going to now again back in my you know vanilla twisty um, uh, swinger days, I was going to my very first orgy. And I was going with a guy who cared nothing about clothes, and I tried to get him to tell me what to wear. He's like, wear whatever you want. I'm like, okay, no. And he wouldn't give me any idea of what people wear to these things. Like, people wear whatever they want. And I'm like, ah. and I wanted to make him mad, so I said, fine, I'm wearing sweatpants and a T-shirt. That's fine. So if you're somebody who's concerned about clothes and you have a lot of clothes that you can't wait to wear to your very first thing, um, and you don't know what to wear, and your guy is giving you no help, or your girl, or your whoever is giving you no help. That can be something that I mean. I was just, I, I was like, I don't know what to wear. I don't know what to do. So the whole wearing thing—that's a very important thing. Okay. Um, and you know, it's interesting because um, at this point, Don and I have probably gone to a hundred play parties, and mm-hmm. it's the last. At this point, Don dresses for what can I get out of easily. <laughs> going to be comfortable when I start sweating. Right? <laughs> when you're going through the work, yep. As I mentioned, I have, you know, I have a new slave and she's I guess I'm I'm the, the boyfriend in this one. She says, "What should I wear?" and I'm like, "I don't care." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm trying to develop a sense of, you know, well, wear this, this and this. And so I can I guess it's very interesting to me where a lot of these questions um Tips on negotiating my first scene. What do I wear to a dungeon? Um, what is a daddy? Um, general basic safety tips. I think a lot of us who have been around for a little while forget that these are still things people need to know about. And maybe that's the, why novices and newbies is, is such a popular group, because it does address those things that, you know, when you've got a little bit of time between your legs that maybe you can get to remember how important that is. 
Oh, gosh, I can't, you know, I can't even think about the things that I didn't know coming in as a newbie and how I found those out. And in some ways, I found them out in ways that were um, embarrassing, but not dangerous. And in other ways, I found out things in a way that um, could potentially be very dangerous. And um, I just, I really, I am, I am very grateful that we have a resource like FetLife where it's not, you know, I've never been on Collar Me, but I've heard that it's, you know, it's such a meat market and there's so much pressure on there. Whereas in FetLife, you can go and you can just have these kind of conversations. And there's just, there's so much to know when you've never done this before. It's a whole new way of interacting with people. Well, I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's novice and newbies. Now, is most of the members novice and newbies? So is it, you know, newbies teaching other newbies? Or do you have um, people on there with some experience under their belt? We have people on there with some experience under the belt. There are a lot of people who are interested in mentoring in a very safe and healthy way um, on the forum. Having said that, there can always be people who like to hang around and try to pick up somebody who's new because they can't get a partner any other way. So we try to keep an eyeball out for people that might be doing a bit too much cruising. And people who, you know, it's an open forum, so you can have good advice and you can have some really bad advice. And a lot of the things on there, um, I'm sure that there's some discussion about it. For example, one of the topics, uh, what are my financial responsibilities for my uh, new slave? I'm sure there's a lot of different opinions about that. Mm, yes, yes. There can be a lot of um, varied opinion about things that, I mean, I I heard somewhere, and I'm uh, about to commit conversational plagiarism because I've heard this new, this phrase that money is like the sex of the money money is like talking about sex in the 1950s talking about money now is like talking about sex in the 50s and it's it's highly charged and it's very personal so in something like that i mean it's go, you're going to get a lot of impassioned pleas and a lot of people saying don't be ridiculous you have no and oh you have to give all your money over to your master or else you're not a true slave or as we say around here a true slave um so, and as a moderator, you know, we just need to honor the opinions as posted, um, get rid of some of the people. Um, we, we've we had some people there just seeming to have um, maybe some issues with boundaries. And um, I actually had to coach the person who started this about how to kind of, you know, you can obviously block people that are not uh, playing by the rules. But um, long story short, you know, any advice that you're given, even as a novice and newbie, you have to run it through your own ballywick. You have to figure out whether it makes sense to you as a person or not. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, 
anybody even new to new to the BDSM kink lifestyle or new to cross-country skiing, mm-hmm. you're not going to listen to people who have been doing it for a long time and blindly follow them. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully not. Now, Adea, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to to bust you a little bit here. You, you you're running Uh-oh. a group called Novices and Newbies. You say you're fairly new to this, mm-hmm. but according to our uh, erotic awakening researchers, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how new you are. It looks like you, let's see, you, you moderate a, a switches roundtable, <laughs> GD two. You're involved in the Leather Rose Association, mm. uh, a little paper porn website, uh, a little Tristan Termina, a little ethical slutting. Uh, you got a lot going on. I have I my my sweetheart Bell recently told me he's like you're going to have to give up the the newbie label. You realize. <laughs> And I'm just, um, it's another thing, going back to my time as a born-again Christian, you know, I would sit there being new to it as a 16-year-old, hearing about people being, you know, because you had to have the conversion to be the born-again Christian. They had been Christians for 20 years and 25 years, and um, gosh, I don't know how long you guys have been doing this, but, you know, still, I feel very new. Having said that... I also have um, an extremely vibrant community to be involved with, so many things going on. And, again, being bold, you know, what is what, – oh, my God, what else, what, are, what else is out there that I can sink my teeth into? I want to do it all now. I'll be in Chicago soon if that helps. Yay! I will be there. I don't Do-do-do. really like people's teeth sunk into me, but <laughs> – We can negotiate. It'll be fine. You'll have a safe word, a safe call. Um, I'll be in a harness. It'll be good. I'll be your safe call, honey. (laughs) Uh, By payback to bitch, I'm sure. (laughs) (sighs) So, um, and that's what I love so much about kink specifically um more than more than swinging more even than poly yeah, there's so many ways to get involved there's so many things to do in chicago and all around the world you know but um as far as all the stuff that i've got going on i'm very excited about it very cool very cool well let me ask you one more question then if you don't mind mm-hmm. and i'm going to ask you a personal question Okay. I'm, I'm looking at, the, like I said, you're, you're involved in, in uh, GD2 and LRA in um, some ethical sluttery, real people having real sex. Uh, <laughs> One of my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> What is the what's the one what's the one thing right now on the top of your list that you're that you're excited about making happen? Oh, I would have to say it's the roundtable discussions. <laughs> The roundtable discussions are held um, between the t- two of the major dungeons in the Chicago scene, LRA, Leather Rose Association, and GD2, Galleria Domain. They are monthly discussion groups. Okay, there's no play. There's no sexy, sexy. They're discussion groups. But uh, I had gotten, they had started up when I was dating a man who was dominant, um, but I have always 
identified as a switch. And I was first told that I would be able to go to both round tables because at that time they only had two. You know, like that line from uh, Blues Brothers, we got both kinds, country and western. Well, they had both kinds. They had dominance and submissives. And I was like, well, where are the switches? And this was my first kick in the butt to get really involved as in the way that I wanted to. Because I had experience leading small groups, leading discussion groups. So even though I was and still am mostly a novice and a newbie in the scene, I, they said they didn't have anybody that would lead the switches group. And I said, I'll do it. Find somebody else because I have no experience, but I will do it if nobody else will. And they let me. And I come in, I meet all of these awesome people in the Switches group and start to get really involved in the scene for the first time. So that is the roundtable discussion group. It's held on the I – have, I have all these first, seconds, and thirds and stuff, so bear with me. But the roundtable discussion group is held on the third Saturday of every month. It goes between the LRA – and GD, in people who live in the Chicagoland area, we have people coming down from Madison. We had people coming up from St. Louis. So, um, you know, definitely get involved, get on FetLife, find out when the discussion groups are. We've got all three kinds now, your subs and slaves, doms and masters, and then us, the switches. And we also consider ourselves the none of the above, don't know yet, aren't sure. And we have a lot of Spankos. I love Spankos. Now, tell me a little bit more about LRA. The LRA, the Leather Rose Association, is um, in various incarnations. It's the oldest and longest standing BDSM club and leather club in Chicago. They have a strong, strong, strong leather background. Um, it's it's non-for-profit, owned by all the members. All of the members vote together to make a change. And one of the changes that those of us who are involved with novices and newbies are most excited about is that the LRA just voted, the whole membership voted to lower the age of membership and the age of allowance to 19. So we had a situation where all of the clubs in Chicago were 21 and over only, which was kind of silly because, of course, there's no alcohol at the clubs. Um, but there were places, now you have these younger people who wanted to get involved in kink, but it was hard to find a safe public space for them to do so. So the LRA took a vote and decided to lower their age limit down to 19. So 19 and 20 year olds are now welcome to come to and hopefully join the LRA. Very cool. And have you had a lot of turnout uh, of younger people so far, or is it just or is it too new to tell yet? It's a little bit too new to tell. They just passed this recently, and um, they've been coming to our local group of TNG, the Next Generation Chicago, um, and talking about you know this is this is a place that has an eye towards your safety and an eye towards teaching people how to play safely. So, and we're still just trying to get that started. Okay, very cool. I should also mention they have, the LRA has an educational demo on the fourth Saturday of every month. And there's a number of members of the LRA who are title holding boot blacks in the BDSM community. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, I know, isn't it cool? Okay, so there's <laughs> Pony, who is the current reigning Ms. Boot Black 2009. There's Boot Dog, who was Mr. Boot Black of 2008, and Riley Johnson, who was the Great Lakes Boot Black of 2007. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
everywhere. Yep. <laughs> it's like I said, I have a lot of firsts and seconds and thirds of the month and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, Adalia, thank you very much for being on the show today. We'll put information about um, LRA and Galleria Domain 2 and the other great stuff you told us about out on bluecatservices.org. The FetLife group is what? Novices and newbies. Okay, great. I appreciate your time today. We had a great time. <laughs> and um, oh, we'll see you in Chicago soon. Yay, yeah. can't wait to meet you. Thank you guys so much for having me on. It was a great time. Now, with your novices and newbies group, is it unethical for me to start hitting on you on the end of this podcast? Um, I think that we could uh, negotiate that. Coming up next week, Kinky and Geeky. 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 <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Hi, Mrs. Claus. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Hi, Santa. <laughs> Ooh, Santa. <laughs> Have you been banging the elves again? <laughs> In my dreams. <laughs> you and that dwarf fish. Huh? I know. That's I'm one sorry. that I don't That's one that I don't quite get. <laughs> Views occurred on Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.